To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I want to get more into the story that I mentioned very, very late in the show yesterday. How is it that a recidivist drink driver who killed a woman in a fatal crash while under the influence again got only 11 months home detention? So what happened is she was convicted three times. The most recently was in January. She shouldn't have been driving. She was drunk behind the wheel. She crashed in February. She killed her passenger going around a corner too fast. With us now is lawyer Steve Cullen, who works on cases involving drink driving. Hey, Steve. Oh, good afternoon, Heather. Does 11 months home do seem a little light to you? No, see, we're one of the most incarcerated rates of people in the Western world. Uh, we have a number of people in the community who seem to think you should just imprison everybody for everything, but we can't do that. We started to address it some time ago. We brought in the concept of suspended imprisonment. That didn't last long, and we abandoned it. Then they revisited sentencing again and decided if the primary penalty is loss of liberty, then that can be adequately served by having somebody serve it in their own home with a bracelet. People are, when they're on home detention, confined. They can't do anything 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and if you talk to them, it is quite a difficult punishment to serve. Steve, you're surely not arguing that home D is equivalent to being in jail. No, but on the other hand, what use is jail with this type of offending? It's not deliberate homicides, and we're having an upswing in those. We're having an upswing in ram raids. We're having an upswing in crime generally. We're dealing with people who often substance abuses, polysubstance abuses, all sorts of difficulties, and the court has to juggle that with the fact that they've made a poor choice after consuming alcohol. There's no suggestion it's deliberate. Uh, if it was, it would be charged as a homicide at the very least. When you have somebody who's had three drinks convictions, the court immediately takes the view that this person has an alcohol problem and they focus on trying to stop them from reoffending because this is the type of horror that unfolds if we can't stop them. Do you not think that sometimes, though, and I, look, I, I'm very open to the argument that jail is not always the best place for people because arguably in some cases it can actually make them worse, right, and harden them up as criminals. But sometimes you have to put people in jail to show society that you actually are serious about this. Well, we have three primary focuses, punishment, deterrence, rehabilitation. Uh, they hope that putting people in prison will deter others, but the science on that tends to show that deterrence doesn't really work in a lot of cases. They hope that the punishment aspect of imprisoning them would work, but even then, people routinely come out of prison and commit more crime. So if we can give them imprisonment, but then commute that to home detention so that they're still losing their liberty and then wrap around some sort of network of rehabilitative support to try, for goodness sake, drag them out of this offending so that we don't run the risk of reoffending and this type of recurrence. Steve, um, what happens to drink driver? Okay, so I know that we have criminals who go into jail and then they come out worse sometimes and they just keep on reoffending. But what about drink drivers? If we chuck them in jail, what happens? Do they come out and just go back to drink driving? Some do. Some people, of course, are grossly addicted. Uh, and no matter how many times you imprison them, they'll keep offending. But, but OK, do we have any stats on, on which is more likely to snap them out of it, jail or Home D? Oh, you would have to talk to somebody who's studied that type of What's material. What's your feel? I mean, you've been around long enough. What's your feel? Yes, uh, my view is that uh, the majority of people who are apprehended for drink driving are scared to death by the fact that they've been caught by the loss of their licence for substantial periods and they stop. 
and it's a small hard core which they've always been trying to address. And those hard core are very difficult to move because they're addicted to the substance. And we all know the substance makes people make poor choices and changes their personalities. So we've got to deal with that addiction. And funnily enough, we're seeing that in the media recently. We saw the documentary of one of your fellow media personalities talking about alcohol addiction. We've got to address that in New Zealand. Okay, Steve, I appreciate your time on this and, and your expertise on it. That is Steve Cullen, a lawyer who deals with a lot of drink driving. I don't know. I mean, I, I take Steve's point, but I find it remarkable. Because I, what I did after reading about this is I Googled, I just Googled a wee bit to see what is going on with recidivist drink drivers. And some of these people are doing it about eight times. And it's the ninth time that they get themselves slapped, slapped in the slammer. And frankly, it just, it feels to me like they should have been put in the slammer many, many times before the ninth time, don't you think? And here we go, loss of life as a result of it.